0: Google local open houses by real estate agents. Call that real yeah. estate agent and say, Hey, can I come help you with the open house? And when I say help, I don't mean here, let me give you $100 <laughs> to help with your supplies and your cupcakes. We're talking about roll up, up your sleeves you're talking and about help. setting up signs.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I mean,
0: the, a real estate agent would be blown away if you said, Can I come help you put up the signs? Can I bring the helium and pull the tank and blow up the balloons? Yep. And can, can I help you do those things? I mean, real estate agents would probably be like, What? Nobody's ever offered that. That's crazy because yeah. it's you know, when you set up for, when you're starting to set up to do an open house, it's a good bit of work sometimes if you're really going to do a nice one. Nobody wants to come help you set up and do that kind of work. Almost like when you get ready to move, it's like, who's your, yeah. who's your who's <laughs> friend?
2: Running around, putting signs and <laughs> balloons up and
1: yeah. Welcome to another episode of the Context to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell, as always here with the amazing John Jones.
2: What's up, man? Dude, you growing a goatee? <laughs> I am, my wife's out of town for a day, so I got oh, a break here. So you're gonna shave it tomorrow, is yeah. you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> later, later today. <laughs> All right, well, it, it looks good. Thank you. But it doesn't
1: look nearly as good as the goatee that our special guest has. So welcome to the show, Mr. Chance Adamson. What's up, Chance? Thank you, Brian, John, how are you guys? Y'all looking good as normal? We trying to, man. Listen, it's hard to look like you though, brother. I, I don't know when the last time you ate a cheeseburger was, but I think it's been a while. It's
0: It's been a little while. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I would have to imagine, man, like with, you know, your wife, Patty, probably has some good old Southern home cooking. Do you just not eat any of that or?
0: No, I do. I'm very fortunate. I know everybody tells me they hate me. So I, my joke is I eat a half a gallon of ice cream before I go to bed and I wake up the next morning starving and to death. So. <laughs>
2: That's exactly what I do typically too. What's your favorite ice cream, Chance?
0: I really, I really don't eat
1: ice cream. All right.
2: that's why I look like this, and that's why he looks like that. I get it. All
1: right, cool. <laughs> hey, so Chance, thank thanks for joining us. Um, by the way, Chance is a real estate up, a real estate agent up in uh, Georgia, um, and we got a couple of things that we're going to cover today with him on the podcast. Um, if, if you're anello watching, one of the questions we're going to answer is, hey, how, how would you get a real estate agent's attention and then eventually be able to earn their business And the second one if we get time we'll talk a little bit about hey what could you be doing in the market that we're in right now to help your buyer's offer get accepted but before we get into that like chance tell us a little bit about yourself man and, and your business i know you've been doing this a long time and man you went from like when i first met you i think you were a single agent to today i think you know you're you're king of the hill
0: yeah. Yeah. I've actually, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. So, uh, 21 years of business now total, uh, started back in, you know, towards the beginning of 2001, uh, real estate career, started with a company basically had like three houses under contract. My first week and a half where wow. I only work, you know, worked for a, a local sheriff's department here for the county I'm in, uh, ended up doing that for a while. So basically switch gears. After i had three under contract my the first week and a half when I started real estate, I just, said, Hey, I need to go part-time with the law enforcement. Maybe I should do this full-time and it kind of took off. I had 11 houses sold my first three months. So 44 houses in my first year kind of got like rookie nice. of year thing and <laughs> kind of took off from there. So, uh, after the, so I'll say three and a half month mark, I was got my broker license, joined a little small company that just formed. It was then about six months left, opened up my own company in four, uh, right at my four-year mark. Started with zero agents. Within two years, I was at 39 agents. Of course, that was 05, April of... 05.
2: 2005, right in the boom of things, right? Yeah. It feels a little bit like 2005, but probably not so much. Probably not so much, yeah.
0: yeah. It's a little different. Too to many buyers, less inventory, uh, yeah. but you know that. So anyway, they end up having 39 agents. Then of course, market going upside down, one by one, uh, getting out of the business. And then I basically switched over to Akella Williams back in September 1st, 2011. Little well, over three and a half years with them, switched and uh, joined up with my cousin, Valor, had her own company, and we've kind of been rock and rolling ever since uh, about 2014 to 15. So, yeah, shortest version. So, in the last three years, we did, me and basically a couple of agents, uh, we did uh, 2019. <clears throat> we basically did about 23 million in sales volume. 2020, we did 28 million. And then last year, 2021, we just hit 37 million. So, which is- Congratulations. Kid, most. Teams that are doing 35 to 40 million that I've seen in the past, it's been with a, they're going to be anywhere between eight, nine, maybe 10 agents typically. So for me and just a couple of agents and,
1: you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, dude, you guys, that's, that's absolutely smoking hot. So first, give me minute, where are you at in Georgia exactly?
0: Um, You know, for out-of-state people, just Atlanta is the easiest referencing, but 25 miles about south of, uh, southeast of downtown Atlanta. So we're located in Henry County area, McDonough, Georgia.
1: Okay. All right. And and right now, how many um, how many team members do you have? Get, break it down for us, like sales and operations, if if you have it that way.
0: Well, I've got a uh, contract to close. She's a licensed agent. Uh, she is kind of stepped up and been helping some of the overflow at this time. Um, I've got another uh, full time agent. First first year in her business, she came aboard with me and she did checks. and killed it. She did ten and a half million of our 37 oh, wow. million we did last year in her first year. yeah, She's just a rock star go-getter. Uh, Bridget Tindall's her name. Uh, then I've got uh, uh, another agent, Mary. She's a new agent that just kind of got started. She's already has like two or three under contract. She's already underway. And I've got uh, Vanessa as my office manager. She's been with me a little over four years now. She kind of does my mar- little bit of pre- some marketing and pre-marketing and then also runs the office and helps me keep my listings and things like that so basically okay.
1: so so you you guys market yourself as the chance sales team is that correct
0: yeah that's correct
1: mm-hmm. okay so uh talk to us a little bit about what makes the chance sales chance sales team stand out from everybody else in that market
0: um the biggest thing is um, i mean when i say by the book we're not like by the book or thing just more we're more of I'm just very driven on making sure customer service is key. I mean, that's why I don't – I mean, people say, hey, you should grow this, you should do this, and it's like I'm just comfortable getting a smaller team because the leads that I have coming in, I can feed them, make them happy, and keep them going rather than getting too many agents, and then the agents get frustrated. The ones on the team, they feel like they're having to get their own leads more so. I mean, if you're joining a team, it's for a couple of reasons. It's because you're hoping the team leader is going to feed you. You've got immediate access for – you know, help, assistance. You run into situations. Somebody that's more experienced than the team members are and can help them there. But the biggest thing that separates us is just it's just just the customer service we give. I'm just I bend over backwards. We probably could have sold more houses than we did last year, but it's really we're not wham-bams. Thank you, thank you, ma'am. We're basically,
1: you know, So, so you know. Chance, what I'm hearing you say is that you are quality over quantity. You work with the Chance sales team. You're going to get a very unique experience. Because you guys are going to take your time and make sure that it's done right, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Cur- curious. What type? You know, t- to grow to the size you are now, what type of marketing or what type of you know lead gen do you do there at the at the branch level?
0: Yeah, I've got about seven or eight different. Some give me a little more than others. But I got about seven or eight lead <laughs> systems from different lead sources that are coming in. A uh, good bit that are buyers. I got a good bit that are actually listings for sellers that come in that I get as well. A lot of it. I've just been in the business so long, and of course. Just so for the for the for what I give to the clients, I feel like I offer experience, well-rounded personality, easy to get along with. My clients know I just tell them like it is. I don't lie about nothing. I don't I don't pad my pocketbook to get a client to sell a home or buy a home just to lie to them. I'm just so straight and honest, and I mean I'm nice about it. If it's not good news, I got to give them, but I'm going to be like that. And that's what really separates it. I feel like I've got a lot, like I'm working with a client right now where we're fixing to sell her $500,000 home and she's trying to buy another $500,000 home. But this will be what, the fourth fourth to fifth house that I've sold her in like the last 15 years. Wow. So I've just got a lot of clients like that that just come back to me.
2: I've got to ask, do you have a system that you work um, to stay in communication with your past closed clients? I, or is it just because you're so wonderful that they, 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 they keep in touch with you?
0: Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, honestly, I you know, i mean, I, this may sound a little arrogant, but I and i don't mean it this way, because I'm not, I'm humble, by all means, I'm very blessed for all that I have, and the clients that come back to me, and I'm glad I'm, I'm the way I am, and I'm glad I outwardly give what I give, and that I really, truly care. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where I don't have, I'm actually working on that better to keep in touch with my database and things like that, but I'm just
2: not, okay. because
0: been running hard for the last three years, you know, kind of wide open. Been going. But I'm, I'm working on that right now. I've actually started sending out letters and mailers and email Good. contacts, and things Good. that have kind of awesome.
1: repositioned, yeah. resprunged a little bit. Cool. So, man, let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, John and I got an opportunity actually to see you on a on a panel recently at a sales conference, um, a panel full of real estate agents. And, and the idea of the panel was um, to get some takeaways from real estate agents about what are some things loan originators should be doing. Um, and so I think we'd like to just kick off like, If I'm a real, if I'm a loan originator and I'm trying to get, what are are some things that I could do to get your attention to even have an opportunity to have a cup of coffee with you or, or, or do a sit down meeting?
0: Yeah. um, That's a tough one, but an easy one (laughs) because there's so many, there's so many things that, you know, you know, loan officers can do. It's, it's really just how hard they want to work to get to that level. You know, a lot of times you, if you, you know, I always tell everybody, it's like, I tell agents, loan officers in the same boat. If you start out and you're new and you're just getting started, then you've got to go to events. You've got to go to open houses. You've got to get out there, get your name out there, get going. Um, At the same token, if you're closing 30, 40 deals a month and you're like, I'm so busy, I don't have time to do great stuff. I mean, simple things that you can do, like you can, You know, right now everybody says, Oh, the loan officer can call, which is a great idea. So the loan officer should call the listing agent if uh, uh, of a property and stuff. So, give an example the top of mind system that you guys use, that system is incredible. And just paying my wife a loan, she's gotten so many. Uh, hits where I think she gets sometimes more more listing agents to send her something than the buyer's agent just because okay. the listing agent is added to all those email, that status yep. grams that go out and give those updates. As soon as a listing agent says, hey, when is uh, the appraisal been ordered? When's it coming back? When's the title? Well, guess what? Boop, there's an email pops up and says, order due back on the 19th. Boop, yep. this, you know, and they love it. And so she's actually got more business from listing agents that way too, just from that system alone. There's just so many companies that do not use a company like that, like your company does, which is great. Um, you know, the other thing is one of the biggest things I think you could do is uh, you can, I mean, there's open houses that you could possibly do. Like and what I mean, when I say open house, I mean, where the, the loan officer can sit, you know, basically reach out to a realtor, you know, if they see something online, you know, Google local open houses by real estate agents, call that real estate yeah. agent and say, Hey, can I come help you with the open house? And when I say help, I don't mean here. Let me give you a hundred dollars to help with your supplies and your cupcakes. We're talking about roll up, up your sleeves talking and about help setting up signs yeah. and yeah. I mean, the- a real estate agent would be blown away if you said, can I come help you put up the signs? Can I bring the helium and full tank and blow up the balloons? Yep. And can, can I help you do those things? I mean, real estate agents would probably be like, what? Nobody's ever offered that. That's crazy. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, when you set up for when you're starting to set up to do an open house, it's a good bit of work sometimes if you're really going to do a nice one. And it takes time. It takes work. And then what happens is it, it's kind of like what I call doing an open house. You don't have nobody. Nobody wants to come help you set up and do that kind of work almost like when you get ready to move, it's like, who's your, yeah. who's your who's <laughs> friend? Ready to move.
2: running around, putting signs and <laughs> balloons up. And <laughs>
0: yeah. So no. And I mean, that's serious. If you had a, a you know, a, if you're a loan officer and again, you're, you're, you got plenty of time, hit them up, ask agents, you know, or when you see people posting on Facebook, another open house, and you see it often enough, reach out to them and ask them, do you have an agent that you're just super happy with? Um, you know, I'd love to get on your business and, so you're doing these open houses. I love to just come help you set up these open houses. And then maybe if that yeah. agent lets that loan officer be there at the same time, they could pick up some buyers who need pre-approving while the agent's picking up buyers who might want to buy that house.
1: Yeah. So let me ask you a couple of questions, just follow-up questions of what you're sharing. One, I believe I kind of heard you say, if, if, if I met you out somewhere networking at an open house, at a real estate event or something like that, you're more likely to take a call than if a loan officer is just cold calling on you. Is that, did I read into that the right way? I'm sorry, say it again. You said. So what I heard you say is like. It's not a cold call. It's more of a warm call, follow-up call. You wouldn't necessarily take a cold call from a loan officer, but you'd be more likely to take one if you met them somewhere. So like they came and visited one of your open houses or you went to a real estate event or something like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, um, well, it's just, it, I think, you know, nothing replaces face to face than just on the phone. And, you know, and I mean, it's one of those things where I have, you know, because one of the things that I always do is I always call loan officers, of course, before I accept whoever the best, highest offer. It might be two or three of the best offers. I'll call all three loan officers to screen out the loan officer, interview them, so to speak, before taking well,
2: that. How many of those three uh, will, will answer the phone?
0: Yeah, well, that's something else I go off of. I mean, there's plenty of times where loan officer didn't call me back, or yeah. this and that. We call the agent back, and we say, "Hey, me and my seller love your buyer's offer." However, loan officer
2: have some questions, right? I want to know who I'm working with, right? Yeah. Is this guy going to get the loan through in 30 days, right? That's the yeah. important thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, and so it's it's you know it's one of those things. I mean, like going back to your question too. The the first original where we're the beginning of this little topic is, you know. If, if you're really trying to get agents, then why don't you? You have to kind of sell yourself to the agent a little bit, and it's one of those things you can send them your reviews, send them a send them a video of yourself, just a quick one minute video where you can just email it, yeah. text it to them, or something, and say, "Hey, this is me and me. You know, this is what I do. This is." Mm-hmm. Um, you know how I get things done. This, that, another, and I'd love to show you what I can do, and just give me a shot. And I mean, it's work. You have to. You know, so many yeah. people get it. So many people get into this business, and they think it's so easy, and it really isn't. And I think here's why I think this business looks easy to everybody because agents don't put out what all happened to the transaction. Really
1: <laughs> they only put like, they only put out the picture of hey, I just gave somebody some keys. Yeah, yeah. Like so,
0: that. so you see the beginning. You know, under contract, so proud and happy for my my seller. And then the next thing you know, show them at the closing table holding their keys and this, and they're gone. And, it, and I think the public just thinks it's so easy and they don't realize really how much work is behind it until yeah. they get into the business. My favorite is when you go to a function and then somebody's talking to you and they're like, oh, so you're a real estate broker, Chance. Oh, okay. Well, I've been thinking about getting my license. And then I love
2: looking at beautiful homes yeah <laughs> works yeah. in our business too yeah. right and, yeah. and and you're like, like hey and you're, you're the like, guy that hands out the money right 30 days <laughs> later it must be easy yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. so
0: you know it, it so when I hear him say oh I just love looking at beautiful homes I'm like it, it's way more way more yeah. to it than that of
1: course yeah right? way way more to it hey so yeah so a, a question for you kind of so we're we're just talking about what are some things that a loan officer could do to get your attention. You share with her a couple of things. So by the way, I, I should preface to say Chance has a loan officer. They live in the same house because they're married. So you're going to have a hard time convincing this guy to yeah. to do business more with
2: than you. flowers, balloons, and help help <laughs> yeah, and, like, yeah. and open. So house.
1: but I imagine Chance with the amount of business that you're doing and um, as successful as your team is in the area that you are that you, have you seen some pretty unique approaches from loan officers trying to get your attention? No, because I mean, it, and honestly,
0: for me, it's probably not a perfectly fair advantage for me, just being an, uh, an agent that's out there in the open that doesn't already have, you know, somebody relationship. Like, like my wife that's already does an amazing <clears throat> job, things like that for clients and send her business. You know, the the biggest thing for me is why I say it's not fair, is because when I call these agents, Say, like, in the beginning, we get an offer, comes in, I call the, I'm sorry, I call the loan officer, and when I give them a call to touch base with them to find out if, you know, they're solid is, I mean, I'm actually interviewing the loan officer, too. What
2: kind of questions you asking? I'm, I'm curious. Um, well,
0: it's like I, I basically interview them. I mean, I don't want any personal information. I tell them sometimes, okay. they'll say, oh, I can't tell you anything. I'm like, sure. oh, you tell me anything. You tell me if you've, you know they have funds are closed, you review their assets. If they're 1099, have you seen the tax returns? I don't wanna know how much money's in the bank account and I don't wanna know you know, what the social security number is. I don't care about all that. That's not important, that's confidential information and I can't have that anyway. So, but sometimes what I've learned is the ones that will say that they just kind of do that because they are maybe they newer in the business, they're kind of nervous, they're almost like, why is he calling me? Like Cause a lot of agents don't call, some do, but some right. don't. And 27 year veteran loan officer of the business says, hey, I, I know exactly why you're calling me. And I'd be calling, if I was an agent, I'd be calling the loan officer as well. And I'm like, it's, it's just unfortunate. I think some areas throughout the United States are probably better where they don't have as many deals fall through. But unfortunately in our area,
2: yeah.
0: loan officers fly by night.
2: So we're, we're in a unique market right now. So just keep in mind that when it's a normal market or it's a, uh, a neutral market, even a buyer's market, you might as a realtor, you've gone through this chance. But I'm curious, when you get that one offer, and the property's been set you know sitting for ninety days or a hundred days. Do you still call the yellow and and how do you advise your client if the yellow doesn't seem like they've got it together? Do you run with it and just you know at that point uh check with Patty and you know see what your thoughts are because I, I know there are realtors that, that, that I know that will steer a client away from accepting an offer if they don't feel good about it, you know? No,
1: I, I, think chan- I think chance. Without other
2: yeah. offers, meaning, so it's a tough thing to tell a client when there's nothing else. Right now, you've got other offers. Yes, I hear what you're saying. You yeah. know, so it's it's a hard thing. Like, do we run with this <clears throat> and, and take a, a shot for 45 days or do we just keep moving on? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it, okay, so to answer your question, that's a good question. It You know, for me, it's, you know, I never... I never push anybody. Again, I'm very upfront. I'm very honest with people. I'm all about the book. You know, I mean, and it's hard. There are times I have my agents who will bring a really good offer on one of our listings. And of course, I would love to work with our agent and our agent wants to sell it, make their buyer happy and make some money. But it's like, at the end of the day, it's business. So did your buyer actually bring the best? Are they the strongest buyer bringing the most money? Vice versa. And that's literally what I go off of. I mean, I'm so much by the book by that, where it's just, it's being yeah. fair, basically. It's being very, very fair and just, but I also get with my seller, so help them make decisions one way or another. But in that yeah. case, if it's been on the market a long time. I'm going to, I'm going to basically first, If so if I, so give your, there's another question you kind of had, you said, what do I say in that sense? So if I get a loan officer that I feel like they say, well, this is borderline, I don't know if it's going to go or not, their debt ratios are high, you know, I just want to be honest with you, then I'm going to go back and tell my seller, of course, I always consult the seller first, and then tell them what's going on. And then with their recommendation or my recommendation, if they agree, then I'll say, why don't we call the agent back and say, hey, would your buyer be willing to at least get a backup opinion or something like that? Yep. And then there are okay. times I will mention. My wife is one. I never force anybody, no strings attached. I never do that. I just say, you're more than welcome. You know, she has really good rates. Fees are great. You're more than welcome to check with her and see. And sometimes I do have the agents that will say, well, they're not married to that loan officer. I just talked to my buyer and they really want this house and they're willing Flood to have an yeah. opinion. And they can still go with the first person <clears throat> they, they
1: want to go
2: Yeah, with. sure, sure, or sure. sure. I just want to make yeah, sure. he's just reassuring the you're, seller you're just and, the, and everybody involved that it's going to actually get across yeah, the finish line. You're just getting
1: yeah. the second opinion that yeah. yeah, this deal could actually go through. They could still use the original. So, Chance, I'm assuming like some of the questions you're asking to a loan officer um, when they the borrower that they're working with is presented an offer on your listing is are, are you verifying that they've actually seen documents that back up the the income and the assets?
0: Yes, absolutely. That's really what I'm asking them. Like, have you seen the tax terms? Have you seen... I mean, so I mean, if
1: you get a no on that, what do you do?
0: Oh, I will not accept. I, they have to do it up front. I mean, right. and it's just because I've been, you know, when you do a higher volume of business, you're going to run through more scenarios, you're going to run through potential and more fallouts and things like that. So all I'm really doing is I'm screening out the beginning. And by doing, I've been doing this since 2013, since the market started getting better, because I had like 600 contract I remember back in 2013. Three deals fell apart because of financing. And when I called, most of it is because they did a pre-call. They didn't do a full pre-approval. And then what they'll do is they'll say, Well, uh, sorry, they fell through. What do you mean? Well, I sent it down to the underwriter. The underwriter said this and this. And I'm like, you didn't even so basically what happens, the loan officer didn't really know what they were doing, yeah. sent it down. And it would just waste everybody's time. It wastes the seller's time. Yeah. That buyer can't get pre-approved, waste the Sellers
2: are upset, upset at you. Yeah.
0: It's just I'm, a transactionally wasted time. The, the transaction.
2: So back to that that same uh, topic. How important it is, is it that you're working with or that you have a local lender? What's your thoughts on that? So you know you get a you, you get a pre pre approval from somebody in a different state. You've never heard of the lender versus somebody that's local. Do you factor any of that in?
0: oh absolutely absolutely i mean it's i mean it's just unfortunate i mean there's a lot of um, you know what i call the corporate the 1-800 number people this first (laughs) it's
2: kind of what i was getting at
0: (laughs) yeah i'm going to answer that but let me tell you this first first thing i do soon as i get that loan officer's name and number for the offer that i'm doing first thing i do is i look up their name pull up their name lender loan officer whatever and i look to see how many reviews they have and when they work for some of the bigger banks and some of the companies they don't have any reviews because if they do get a review, it seems like it just goes under a big stack of corporate. Sure. Yeah. Do they
2: have out. a website, anything, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, if there's a Todd loan officer that got a bad review or a good review, or if a Sandy or whoever the loan officer is, it all goes under that big stack. And then you don't get them. So, and I'll ask loan officers like, oh, I noticed you don't even have any reviews. You don't, you don't do the reviews. And I want to know because that lets me know are they good or not? Cause if I see the reviews and they got almost five stars yeah. and they're this and everybody talked highly about them, they've been over backwards. That, say- that
1: reminds me of a story. So I, I, uh, my brother-in-law is in this business as well. He's a, he's a loan originator. Shout out Rich Reynolds. Um, so he, he calls me one day and he goes, you're never going to believe what happened. He goes, I'm working with a, a buyer and um, the, they want to, they want to move from using me as a lender to somebody at, we'll we'll leave the company unnamed, and so he's like, I can't believe I'm about to lose this deal. I've helped this guy repair credit. I've done da 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 da. So he goes to NMLS and he looks up the loan originator. The guy had been a manager at Chuck E. Cheese like six months earlier. Ouch. So he he takes a screenshot of that and he sends it over to the buyer and the buyer's agent and said, This is this really what you want to put your hands in?
2: That's a great tip. I love that. <laughs> so,
1: not a review. Everybody but I mean, has
2: access to the NMLS. That, that's the right. Point, that's you can look up made. and find out where they've worked, their, their work history, how long they've been in the business. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I, I love that. Yeah.
0: You know, for for me, I always say it. Here is the way I look at it. It's not the buyer's fault. The buyer trusts that loan officer. You are hundred percent right. Yes, yes. They think is licensed. Who you know is the chisel can get it done. And they. Yeah. You know, and if they don't get it done or they didn't do a full front, I mean, I've, you know, just save time. I mean, I've got so many scenarios, but a quick, easy, you know, to come out a story. So I had a Delta mechanic years ago. The agent was like 800 credit score, this, this, and it's going through Delta credit union. I have four or five Delta mechanic friends sold houses to them, things like that. And they are, they're all solid, good credit scores. Yeah. They sold them homes. They just, you know, use it in mechanics. They got to be their ducks in a row. So, Kind of trusted the deal. We had like two, this is before the market really got hot like it is, had like two or three Self-employed,
2: 1099.
0: <laughs> yep. So my seller, my seller's investment, was uh, 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 so one of my seller's investment properties flipped. So like 250,000. So this agent comes back, says he's got 800 credit score. He's solid. He's going through divorce and he's get this and this. And so we, we roll with it. And I didn't even, that was one of the times I let my car down and I did not call that loan officer. So my fault, shame on me. But here's what happened. About five six days later, we get a denial letter. I'm like, what the heck? Why we get? A, why is this thing being denied? He got a, hit a credit score. You know what uh-huh. happened? The loan officer didn't see the documents up front. Did a pre So when they did a pre on them, they turned around and once they did the pre they never saw the documents. So gets here, you're good at two fifty. Gets the house, sends it in. Come to find out, this uh, Delta employee. Tells uh the loan officer they're making like eighty-two thousand dollars a year. Well, when the W-2s come in six days later, it's only seventy thousand dollars a year for the last two years. So the loan officer calls yeah. the Delta employee, hey, where's this other twelve thousand? Oh, I got a bonus coming in. When'd you start the bonus four months ago? Eh. And yeah, you gotta be two years or more, you know, to prove for the highest in qualification. So it just yep. didn't work. And the guy could still buy a house, maybe 225 or something, because his income now was less because it had to go off to 70. But my point being, the buyer didn't know all this. They didn't know. He just made it a faithful attempt to get a loan through somebody he trusts that's going to get it done.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: And they kind of dropped the ball. And that's why I call up front. And that's why I asked, have you seen the banks? Have you seen tax returns? I ask all that. I just You've tell gotta them- you got to
2: see it all. I mean, everything. You've yeah, got to ask the see. right questions. And yeah. yeah. Here's what,
0: here's to be fair to everybody. I tell every loan officer when I call them up front that I do this to everybody. Because sometimes they act like, Why aren't you calling me?
2: Defensive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're defensive. Yes. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm not. No, I don't pick on anybody. I'm just, it's just business. At the end of the day, I've just got to qualify the loan officer. I don't even qualify the buyer, really. It's the loan officer because it's their fault to know what they're doing up front, to know what they're doing. If you don't know, then send them to a TBD to be determined down underwriting first and then let it come yeah. out and then say, we got it. So anyway, that's, yeah. my,
1: that's
0: my little rant right
2: no, I, I love it. So hey So let's yeah, let's let's go ahead and switch gears along that note. So what can, what can a loan officer do um, when working with a buyer in this type of market where there are multiple offers to get maybe uh, an edge on helping the their customer get an offer accepted?
0: Um I think one of the biggest things that no one's doing. No one. I don't ever get anybody. I'll have agents. So let's say I get multiple offers bid situation sounds like what you're talking about. Yep. And then I'll have an I'll have an agent did so-and-so loan officer, my buyer's loan officer, did they call you yet? I'm like, nope, I haven't got a call. Oh my God, let me call them right now. And so what the agent will do is they're pushing the loan officer to call me as a listing agent to let me know, introduce how maybe solid the buyer is, things like that. And I think that's huge because there has been times when that has happened, especially when it's yeah. unexpected, it's out of the blue. And I mm-hmm. have like 20 offers and then this one loan officer comes in and calls me and says, hey, my buyer, so-and-so, the agent's this. I just will let you know. I've already ran through underwriting. They're already, you know, solid. They're ready to go. This and this. Good, solid buyer. So let me know if you have any questions there. I'm here for you. You know, I think we should be able to close this in 21 days or less. You know, they're kind of giving me a quick overview of like yeah. what's going to go. Through.
2: They're doing what you're going to do anyway, but they're being proactive. They so you're front. more apt to, to to go with that deal.
0: And, and I, you know, and even if for some reason there is a better offer or a cash offer came in and just kind of smoked everybody, unfortunately that happens a lot, but I still really appreciate it. And really respected the fact that that loan officer called me, and I I think that's huge. So yep. um, you know they and they can they don't even have to call. A lot of times I know loan officers like I'm so busy, I don't have time, but I do want to make the call. Record yourself in a video, do it from the phone, send us an email, send text, record off your phone. That's loans. a, nice that's tip a
2: too. pro tip. Yeah, yeah.
0: You can send a quick one minute upfront. Hey, I'm just calling you to reference my understanding. My buyer put a loan, you know, or put i I'm making a, a note loan. on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do this, and do it as a video because video is so important now. And I think yeah. that would be even better than just getting that phone call because now they can see the expression of the loan officer, kind of expressing how solid that buyer really may be. In this yeah. And this and others. Send That's a perfect. video. Send send a video to that listing agent by email, text, or both to make sure they get it. Because if it's a listing agent like me, they're busy. I mm-hmm. mean, they may miss one, but see the other.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Chance, I have I have a question, and just shoot just shoot honest with us. If if you have a cash offer for let's just call it X, it's $100. And you also have a financing offer for the same amount, but it's a it was a TBD underwrite. Do you look at those with the same weight?
0: Um that's that's a really good question to ask me because I've got the perfect answer. Here's what I tell people. I'll have an agent call and soon as they'll, here's what agents will do. They'll have any offers, you know, especially if has been three or four days, we're might be leaving it for four days on the market to get that, you know, maybe finally go highest and best or something. So you're getting, if it's been on the market for a minute. It's a beautiful property, price right. You know, agents know is getting a lot of attention, especially if they're out there showing their client, there was eight yeah. cars lined up down the In the, the driveway. driveway, yeah. So what they'll do is they'll say, well, do you have any, a lot of agents ask me, do you have any cash offers? And I'll say yes or no, if I do or don't. Don't be honest. I'll say at this time I don't. Or yes, I do have two offers that came in. Oh, okay. Well, I was just curious. You know, my buyer's doing financing. They probably can't compete with that. And I tell them, yes, they can. They could smoke a cash offer because a cash offer. Here's my point. Let's say you got a four hundred thousand dollar house. Cash offer comes in and says, "We'll give you $405 But then a buyer comes in and says, "I'll give you four twenty five, but I'm going to guarantee ten thousand over or fifteen thousand over appraisal." Well, in my opinion. Unless my seller just says, I'm good with the 405, I just want to go to the cash deal because I don't have to deal with the financing and appraisal yeah. and all that stuff. But the buyer, in my opinion, will win because they're putting more money down. So they're in essence going to pay more for that property, even yes. though they're doing financing than the uh, cash offer is going to do, cash buyer is going to do. So no, I, yeah. that's why I say I really screen everybody out and I go with whoever is the best, the most solid. So if that buyer is a higher price point to give my seller more at closing, more net to him or her, I'm going to basically look at the whole picture. Then I go back to that loan officer. If They say, this one's solid, 30% down, conventional, low on the front end, low on the back end, solid. They got reserves. Uh, see, no problem this should not go through. I've been doing this 27 years and they're giving more money. I'm going to tell my seller exactly that. And, and I, here's what I tell my sellers. If I was in your shoes and this was my house with all my experience and my expertise I've had in this business, which one would I take? And that's what I do. And they'll say, okay. And they'll say, which one would you take? I'll say, well, if you're about the money, then take the loan. If you're not, take the 405 cash. If they can close it in two, two and a half, three weeks,
1: let's get it done. And yeah. that's honestly how we do. So that would Yeah. Be and
2: easy. at that point, it's up to the seller. Yeah, You advise the seller.
1: Yeah. yeah. I get it. Cool. Cool. Well, Chance, man, is there anything that you wish you'd have had the opportunity to share with us that, that John and I haven't asked asked of you yet?
0: Um, no, I was going to say just as we're on this last topic with this last one here, the uh, where we you know we talked about is there anything that the you know loan officer can do to get their buyer's offer accepted? Um, I did hear of some where they were trying to get if the agent would do a three-way with the agent and with their seller, so that's okay. huge because then the loan officer actually the the seller actually gets to hear that from the loan officer. And I think that would be huge too. I mean, again, okay, you know,
2: yeah, that's a great point. And, you
0: know, at the end of the day, it's all work. It, it may take too long. It may take the timing. And if the loan officer is really busy. It, 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 again, it's, it's how bad you want something or not. And you just kind of go from there. But that's another option or idea. You know, the TBD, as you would mentioned, definitely is good because I do have a lot of agents that will send over and they'll say, hey, not only have they been Pre qualified, pre approved, they've actually already been through underwriting. Like they come out of yeah. underwriting, like we're ready to go. We just need a house, um, you know, we need yep. a dress, appraisal title, yep. and we can close. So that's huge too. That makes it a bit different. I know they've already been through underwriting. That makes me feel a little bit better about the loan officer and their lender in general. So it's kind of looking cool. at the whole picture. I kind of look at all of it, look at everything because I am kind of OCD and attention to details. So I'm, I'm going to be a little more strategic as I help my seller make the right decision, which offer we're going to take and go with.
1: So, I do. Hey, listen, man, Chance, Chance, thanks for coming on, man, and dropping some massive value. You truly do come across as a professional, which is why I would imagine your business is as successful as it is. So, kudos to you and congratulations to you. Uh, On behalf of John Jones, Chance Adamson, I'm Brian Lovell. And if there's anything that you ever need, we're always here to serve. Good job, Chance. All
0: right. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. Thanks, buddy.